Kiko's gonna give you, what Rev is gonna give you, what Ben is gonna give you, what all three are gonna give you. The Big D. Kiko's gonna give you, what Rev is gonna give you, what Ben is gonna give you, what all three are gonna give you. The Big D. Chico, Rev, and Ben, yep, they're at it again. Breaking down the team, putting stats up in your head, nothing left than said. They're leaving it all on the field. Just like the favorite team, raising two cups and we'll chill. The knowledge is a real for a trio so true. To representing the great red, white, and blue. And you love them too. That you can't deny, so just one time. Let me hear Dallas till I die. Chico's gonna give you what? Rev is gonna give you what? Ben is gonna give you what? All three are gonna give you the big D. Chico's gonna give you what? Rev is gonna give you what? Ben is gonna give you what? All three are gonna give you. The Big D. Um, soccer? Podcast? Huh. Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Big D After Dark. And hey, after a pretty miserable last week, we're excited to have some good news to talk about, including a busy all-star week for Ricardo Pepe, a big decision and his first call-up to the United States men's national team as well, and then a beatdown in Austin by our incredible boys from Frisco. A brace from Pepe, a brace from Jesus, a goal from Obreon. It was a fun match to watch as FC Dallas um, took it took it to Austin, right? So let's talk about it. Let's talk about what's coming up and the latest transfer news tonight on Big D After Dark. All right, we're live. We are live and excited to have you join us this evening. Excited uh, to have you join us for Big D After Dark. My name is... Uh, Nathan, uh, yeah, and because uh, I and I, it's what happens when I do multiple things at once. Hey, I'm Nathan. Welcome to Big D After Dark. Uh, you can follow me at Nathan J Hill on Twitter. There in the middle, our buddy Ben Lyon at Bird Turgler. Say hello, Ben. Hello, Ben. There Thanks the, for cueing me, so I knew what my name was. That's good. And there on the end, Jose Carmona at El Chico Carmona. Hello. Repping some Badgers gear today. All right. All right. Go Badgers. But hey, you all who are watching are part of the show too. You can type in your little comments, your reactions, your questions about FC Dallas. We will include them. They will shape the conversation in the show. Uh, so let's get to it. And of course, you can always catch our podcast uh, wherever you find podcasts. And, uh, and stay up that way and listen to the audio version. Well, let's get. Last week we ha- we talked about a tough week, one point from three matches for FC Dallas. Um, this week, a really great week for FC Dallas, and and a great week for U.S. soccer, perhaps. You know, of course, we'll see. Nothing's nothing's ever certain. But of course, Ricardo Pepe took a lot of headlines this week. He got called up to his first All Star game, participated in the Skills Challenge, did did pretty well, and uh, then. 
scored the winning PK as uh, the MLS All-Stars beat uh, Liga Emekis All-Stars. Um, and uh, a fun little... Uh, a fun little match. I did not get to watch it. Of course, All-Star Game lost interest for me a long time ago, but hey, I watched the highlights. Uh, but then, more importantly, FC Dallas travels down to Austin for the first time in Austin's shiny new stadium and commence a beatdown, a, a beautiful beatdown. That was really, the game was over by the end of the first half, but um, Austin rallied a bit and made something of it a little bit, but um, FC Garbage. Dallas... Was garbage control, right? <laughs> garbage but, goals. That's right. So let's get to it. Let's get to this week. Uh, ben, what stood out to you for this week as an FC Dallas fan? Uh, well, hey, uh, 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 no Brian Acosta this week, so we got to see the glorious return <laughs> right. of uh, Brandon Cervania to the lineup. Um, you know, where you've been all year, uh, and I mean, like he looked. Looked pretty mobile. Had himself a nice little game. Um, you know, I mean, it's obviously you know you Pep, Pepe has like the the ultimate hype train week. Um, you know, he won team uh, player of the week for the entire league this week. But you know, I mean, it was it was interesting to see you know Brandon Cervania pop up for me um, because you know yeah. Uh, we're we're gonna need him for the next couple of weeks for one and, and and two you know i mean he was pretty promising in 2019 the COVID year did him wrong as well so maybe he's breaking out of his sophomore slump i mean that could be a, that could end up being a really big deal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i agree you? with the whole Cervania thing you know uh i mean nobody said oh my god they're starting Cervania, you know and, and hit the panic button. Everybody was like, hey, you know, like Ben said, where has he been? You know, and, and, and of course, he comes out there and reminds us why he should be probably getting more playing time. He somehow got lost in, lost in the shuffle, you know, with all, I mean, all the veterans in front of him, you know. So so hopefully this means that he'll be get, getting more minutes because, I mean, he, he, looked, he looked great out there, you know, and, you know, Let's face it. That's that was two homegrowns there, uh, playing at, at the six there, and, and and they look great, you know. Sirius Cervinia. Um yeah, I think I think that the whole Pepe hype has elevated the team. Is is the way I see it. You know, all the young players have been elevated, and I mean, when when you know you're your striker is informed, it just, you just have more confidence that if you just get the ball in the right spot, good things will happen. And that's exactly what we saw. And you saw Pepe reward, and, and Jesus reward their teammates for getting the ball to them. I mean, that just picks up the whole team. Very exciting times. It does. It looks The, the team looks a lot better when you have someone who can score, uh, someone who gets into dangerous spots, um, and finishes. And finishes. And just it's clinical. Just an assassin. I mean, no hesitation. He just makes it look so easy. The kid is special. Um, he, he really is. And to see him grow, we've seen flashes of it. We've seen it with North Texas, of course. But um, it's just something else. Yeah, and 
also Jesus is capable of much more and to see him also start let's not forget that he missed playing time early and he's probably a player who's just now getting into his best form so I mean seeing Jesus who should have had a hat trick by the way uh, against against uh, those Verdes out there yeah I mean Wow, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm more excited about that. In all honesty, I mean, I think we all knew that if Pepe, given the playing time, would produce, and he's made us all look good with that with that prediction. But seeing Chewy get going, wow, that's that's something we desperately needed. We needed we needed more options, you know, more attacking options, and let's not forget about Shun, who mm-hmm. continues to ball out, you know. Six six assists in eight matches, yeah, that's the kind of production you want from 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 the wing. Well, and the thing I want to pick up on the Sylvania piece too. I appreciate you you naming that right off the bat because I what I like about Sylvania and I've always liked is where Cerio is um, is a little bit is more defensive. He Edwin is definitely, and I think just Trisha is probably the role he's played and gravitated to. And, and maybe he can add more of an offensive uh, ability to his game, but he tends to stay in the back. But Cervania has just a better balance. Like, Cervania is not going to do the Brian Acosta um, uh, blast into the into the 50th row of the seats, you know. I think Cervania is a little more patient on the ball and has just much better final third attacking sensibilities to find some space because he almost i think Safe decision making <laughs> decision making yeah like just and he has a natural uh you know he has a lot of experience with jesus and ricardo and so i i just i love the idea of him there because i i just have always loved i remember i think last season he uh or two seasons ago he had a nice tap in and again think in minnesota if I remember correctly, and so I mean, it was just that kind of stuff. Like he just has the sensibility to make runs. Uh, it's exciting. So I hope we see more of him. He, he had a brace against Minnesota. That's he got right. two goals. Yeah, that's it. And sure. they, and they, uh, they they stiffed him on both goal celebrations. <laughs> <laughs> he just brings something different to the midfield, and and I don't see that necessarily from Brian Acosta. Uh, I think. Quinone, I don't think we see it from him because I think he, he's more like the surreal role, um, and, and which is fine. We need those kind of players too. So it's it, it, for me, it's, it is something about getting those right mix of players. Uh, I mean, Cervania, he came in, and it wasn't like he'd been missing from the lineup at all. He, it just it worked pretty well. Of course, it's against Austin FC. They're a work in progress, but uh, it was a good thing. It was a good thing to see. Any Any hype over, you know, it does does it elevate FC Dallas if Pepe, um, you know, really surges in his senior men's national team career? Do, does it does it elevate this franchise if he goes and scores starts to score in the World Cup qualifying stages? What do you guys think? Man, I am really interested to see what happens when he goes out there for that first run of qualifying like if he if he if he uh goes out and tears it up after the u.s missed the world cup last time 
are people around town going to start to notice? Because you know, people nationally they notice FC Dallas. They know they know what they're all about and really excited about it, and internationally as well. But you know, I mean, within uh, the greater Dallas Fort Worth metroplex, um, aside from the diehards, it's crickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it will. I mean, I think if he goes out there and, and stays in form, you know, continues his run of form. Yes, absolutely. He can come back and, and, you know, the team can know that they have that centerpiece to, to lean on, you know, because you can have bad games, but if you've got a guy that can finish and, and, and is good for a couple of goals, it can keep you in games that you would otherwise not not win. And Dallas is going to need a lot of that going forward. And and at the same time, these, these are all young kids. I mean, look at, look at our attack. You got Shun... Uh, Chewy, Pepe, and you had Cyril and Cervania out there. I mean, that's that's a very young, young team out there that you're counting on to to produce goals, and they're doing it. I mean, I I mean, is there a better young attack in MLS? I mean, I I don't think anyone's ever actually asked that. Uh, most other most other attacks rely on on uh, DPS. And, and, and veteran players, there's very few teams where you look across the board and, I mean, O'Brien's uh, your, your senior most guy in the attack, and he's the worst of the bunch. And, I mean, he's, what, like 23, 24? Mm-hmm. And he's, he's the old he's, guy. He's 26. Grandpa, Grandpa O'Brien's well, 26. Well, 26. I keep thinking he's younger. For, I've always – but, yeah, I think you're right. He's 26. And, and that's old – on this team, you know, well, it's because he's so uh, small. You see, he has to shop in the little boys section. <laughs> but the rest of the tag is, you know, nine, uh, 18 to 21. So yeah, it's, it's something it's amazing. Hey, we got a question here from our buddy. Hotch Hawk. <laughs> you got to ask him. How to, yeah. How, we, how do you want to say it? But, all right. But what's the over <laughs> under on Ricarte? Ricarte seeing any more minutes before we dump him from his loan. Seems like he's in Mo, 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 Moses Hernandez kind of heat with Lucci. But, but yeah, we talked a little bit about this last week as sort of that. Yeah, it's just not working out. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I I think once the game became you know uh, a five-one blowout in the second half, his chances of entering the game suddenly uh, suddenly became pretty pretty academic like you know you're going to shut it down and you're going to bring in defensive minded players first um you know with Pepe going out um there's going to be uh some forward minutes coming up and uh i would really like to see jesus push up to the nine and andres ricarte drop in behind him and uh i'm gonna you know throw some water on that Sorry, Ben, but the the truth is that a road game against a beatable opponent like Austin would have been the perfect situation to start Ricarte, considering all the people we were missing. You think a veteran present would have been required, but instead you get Cerio, you get Cervania, who we hadn't seen play all year ahead of Ricarte, and that speaks volumes to me that. I think Ricardo is is no matter how how much we like him or how much he's shown, 
that he's really on the outs. You know, maybe he's not healthy and we're not being told that he's not healthy. That they, you know, we've seen this before where players have been hurt and we sit here and wonder why they're not getting playing time. And then the offseason sh- shows up and it's like, oh, someone's getting a, getting surgery. So we don't know what's going on, but what's what's uh, what's obvious is that Ricardo is not being counted on. He's not being leaned on. And I would be stunned if he starts, even with with uh, with Pepe gone. I, I think that's going to Hara. I know Ben doesn't want to hear that, but you got a three million dollar guy in your bench, and the guy that's keeping him off the off the uh, out of starting lineup is gone. You're gonna have to start him, and that's this is why I'm saying that it's very good to see that that uh, Chewy is is getting in gear because. I think he can still provide us some goals. And, I mean, and, you uh, you don't have to start him though. You absolutely don't have to start him. And there's, <laughs> you know, there's already like tons of evidence that you're just basically giving away points starting him. Um, well, this is you know, true. This point is true. Point three seven five points per game. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that that I'm, you know the way Ricard Harris getting more minutes than Ricardo, and that's not going to change. I'm, well, I mean, mm. I'm saying, uh, I mean. Uh, I know what you're saying. Coaches, you hate coaches, Hara the, and, and start anyone but Hara. I don't, but I'm just I don't telling hate, you. I, you know what? I like Hara because he's robbing the club of more money than they paid a player in forever. He's a freaking genius. But I don't like him playing. I don't like him starting. Because you know what happens when they they start? He starts. The team loses. Wow. They don't. They don't. Yeah, I mean, they can't afford to start him right now. You know? <laughs> they're You know, they're trying to claw their way back into playoff position. Starting yeah. Hara this weekend would be a huge mistake. And in all honesty, it's not starting Pepe is what causes the team to lose. So any way you slice it, whether you start Ricarte or Hara, you're still looking at a potential loss because Pepe isn't there. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> there, there's, there's games where they started together and they lost all those. <laughs> and, and mind you... And Pepe didn't score. Because R is so bad that he drags down the rest of his teammates. Okay, but can I remind you that Shun's also going to be out? So, yeah, so, <laughs> so I would I would tell you that if Ricardo starts, I wouldn't be shocked if he's played out of position, like at the wing or something like that. You know, or mm. it's going to be something odd because we've got several missing players, and who do you start? Are you going to start? Uh, El Medkehar, I, I I think he might get his first start. I wouldn't be shocked he, if he if he. Yeah, because you know Sealy is on loan. He's gone on loan and likely won't be back. You know, I mean, yeah, it is getting thin out there on the wings. I mean Vargas, but Vargas is getting called up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good time for Paxton to get back healthy. It's good. a good time to recall Nicky Hernandez also. Sorry, sure. so. I'm curious to see how what what Lucci's going to do with all these all these absences because he's going to have to get, get creative in attack and there's room for both Ricarta and Hara to start believe it or not. But, but, so. No, no, there's not. <laughs> not not if you want not if not if you want a result. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm kind of with Ben that like. Hara has got to come off the bench now. He probably gets a start. I think I think Lucci probably doesn't have much of an excuse to tell him. Sorry, you know. And that's just it. The, the point is, is you have an excuse when Pepe's here. Say, hey, sorry, he's playing better than you. 
What's your excuse when Pepe's gone? Hey, Lucci, if you need an excuse, call me. Uh, I'll just broadcast it right now. The game's at altitude, and, you know, you want to preserve Hara's legs and fitness for, uh, you know, the crucial dying moments of the game um, and, instead of wearing him out in the first 45 minutes. So, you know, um, I strongly suggest you don't start Hara because, you know, you, you're not – you're not going to get more than a half out of him. And it's while the other team is fresh and, you know, like they can run backwards faster than he can run forward. So yeah, wait, mm. wait, wait until the last 20 mm. minutes of the game. All right. Well, Hey, look, let's, let's shift our conversation a little bit. We're going to get into, um, if there was one negative about this week, it is just the continued defensive woes. Injuries have played a big part in that. Uh, what? But there's just these mix, miscues of communication, of missed marking uh, by center backs, by wing backs, by you know, uh, it, it's just it's just difficult and and it marred an otherwise uh, incredible offensive performance to to let Austin FC kind of crawl back into it. First, let's let's listen to this quote from the post game. Uh, John Arnold asks Alucci uh, kind of about this fun match and and hear Lucci's kind of response. A quite basic and not at all tactical question. Uh, that was pretty fun, right? It's been a while since you guys had a game like that. For you? No, I was, look, it, for me, uh, end result is fun for sure. But, you know, in the moments, we, we talked at half. This is, there's nothing. The, the first half doesn't mean anything now. It's it's about the second half. It's about urgency and pushing to win the second half and, and uh, you know, not relaxing. So I thought the guys showed that, and that's why we scored that next goal. And then, like, you know, like the earlier question in Spanish, it was a 10 minute moment where they really pushed. We were having to make some adjustments because of guys needing to be subbed out and, and it cost us some goals against, but, but I thought we reestablished organization. And, and, um, and for me, you know, uh, the open game is entertaining for the, for the fan bases, but uh, we want to make, we want to make sure that, that at the end of the day, we have, we have more goals than them and, and whether it's one zero or, or five, four or five, three, but, uh, look, we got the job done and, and, you know, have to be proud both both sides of the ball because the goals did come from good pressing, from good defensive action. So, uh, but we got to keep working. You know, we could have put, I thought we could have put the game away and with, with some taking some of our chances and, but I'm glad we created them. The intentions were good. We, we got to keep working to, to, because uh, we didn't and we needed to close it in a different way. And, and but we got the job done. So we got to grab that rest, regroup and, and build motivation and build hunger again for next. Regroup and build hunger, but you know, I talked. I, I think about the ten minutes there where the team kind of loses concentration. Of course, they had the opening goal, which was which the cameras weren't even ready for, and then when then Austin was able to come right back down and and get a response, which was disappointing. Um, you know, I think on one hand, is is this part of of uh, you know just the downside of a young team? that you're going to have guys like Tumasi out there and others who are just going to make some mistakes and grow and learn into it? Or is this a reality of with the defense giving up three goals, losing some concentration, the whole the squad losing some organization? Is it just a matter of not having the right personnel out there, not having your best starting 11 or tired legs or what? You know, uh, What do you guys think is up with sort of these – you know, if there's one thing for the team to, to fix and work on, it's still sharpening up the defense. 
what's your take on My what was it? Is, is the game was over. It was 5-1. I doubt that even a veteran team doesn't take their foot off the gas. And let's face it, the Dallas looked tired. So a combination of, hey, guys, the game's over. We're tired. So I think a little complacency settles in. Uh, the only really bad goal, as far as I'm concerned, was the first one they allowed when the game was still, you know, toss a toss-up. And that was basically uh, more to do with them finding a weakness in, 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 in the set-piece defending because they, they managed to get their biggest guy to get marked by Shun. And then Shun loses him. And, and honestly, the only bad thing he did all game, as far as I'm concerned. But even had he not lost him, I mean, that was still that was still a mismatch. They found a mismatch in the Dallas defense, and 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 that's the one thing that that you can coach. As far as the other two goals, like I said, I dare any team to not take their foot off the gas once they're up five-one. You know, and and and. And, and mind you, they made those goals look so easy that you're thinking, who cares if we give up another goal? We can just probably score another one, which they almost did, you know? So I think it's more complacency. It's a young team. That's going to be an issue with a young team. You know, they, they celebrate. They're like, okay, this game's over. Let's just see it out. And and uh, that's what I call it. But at the same time, good for Lucci because he can basically take those goals and say, See, you you have faults. That we need to fix this. So coachable situation, so it's a win for Lucci. He gets a big win, and he gets a big, big teachable moment. Ben, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know whether, you know, if the game – if they, they stop scoring after goal number two, whether Austin comes back or not. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really hard to say. Uh, you know, I think they would have uh, tightened things up a, a little bit more. But, you know, I mean, there hadn't been a lot of continuity on the defense. Um, I still think, you know, you're better off with uh, Justin Shea on the right than um, Tomasi, even though I think Tomasi had a pretty good game. Um, against Austin. Um, although, you know, with that first goal, he could have been out there to uh, close out Zolmanic uh, a little bit better, or Zolmanic, um, and that it, maybe he wouldn't have, you know, had all day to put it on a, a platter for Kiscante. Um, but, yeah, I mean, going forward, they're, like, they're going to need some a, a little continuity on the back line. Um, and in their central midfield, because I mean it's it just hadn't been there at all this year. Cervania is the 25th different player to start a game this year, by the way. Yeah. So almost they, like my almost like my FM games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, start and, a lot of players. And our our our, our buddy uh, Hoach here says uh, that you know, and it's something Lucci has identified before that that maybe his learning. Um, which is, you know, the subs, when to sub. Uh, that Lucci sh- shows that he needs some growth there to kind of sense when the team will you know, be a little more proactive or a little more aggressive when the team, uh, you know, that, that getting the subs right is part of his 
his learning curve. So, I, you know, it may be a whole mix of things. I mean, I think Matt Hedges not being able to go the full 90, um, I don't know if that was just precautionary, if that's just he's not fully fit, or you're just trying to get both guys, Jose and him, some and, and Hedges some minutes and get them going again. It, or ultimately, if the question is who's going to be the right the right back, the, the back four that's going to lead this team to success. I wanted to actually expand on that. Um, with all the uh, offensive pieces missing coming up, I would not be shocked if we see the return of the three-man back line, which, if you recall, that's exactly what the team finished with this match. And I think that's a preview. I think you're going to see the three-man back line this next match. Because that's where the strength is right now. Even though Jose and Matt may not be 100%, you still got you can still start Justin Che. You can still start uh, uh, Tafari. I mean, I would not be shocked if that's what they roll out this next match. Three three man back line with your two wing uh, right. You know your two wing backs and and. I, that's what I expect. I mean, that's where your strength is, is really. Mm-hmm. You're with a dual sixes. Um, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm expecting. Think about it. That The yeah. strength is all there in the, in the, in the sixes and the, in the back lines. Oh, that'll be interesting to see. It is an option out there. Well, let's, let's talk about Justin Che. I mean, uh, he's healthy, got back in the game. Um, and we love to see him on the right. He he was uh, really good there. Kind of won the job from Munjoma until he got injured. But now the rumor is that, that Bayern Munich is coming back and and working on a deal with FC Dallas. I mean, the downside of this, of course, is that the transfer window has closed, I think, for, for, for Dallas, for MLS teams. Um, and so there's not a lot of option to go out and add some folks. Maybe they can add a homegrown player or something like that. But I, I, I'm not even sure about that. Uh, but... Of course, this is a win for Justin. He wants he wants to go. Byron wants to go. Wants him, and uh, the the deal might be around two million pounds. And I'm sure there'll be a um, a clause in there that that Dallas keeps fifty well, percent. I, I thought it was two million euros. Two million euros. Sorry, thank you. Did I say pounds? All right, uh, two million euros. Yeah, so about two point three million in U.S. dollars. But I'm sure there's going to be a clause in there, like a where FC Dallas keeps the stake in him. Um, so, yeah, what, what's our gut on this? Is is he too precious to let go right now, or is it just like, hey, well, the Dallas will say next man up? My guess, my guess, I, I've actually heard two separate rumors. The, most, the more prominent one is the 2 million euros, but I have actually heard other rumor that states 5 million euros. So my guess is two million is what Byron is offering, and five million is what Dallas wants. So, honestly, if that's the case, it's very likely that that Dallas is looking for something along the lines of a two point five million, and and they get to keep fifty percent. You know, that's that's what's hanging this up. Dallas is trying to nail down a big uh, percentage of of. Justin, you know, and uh, I, I don't think it happens. I don't think he leaves. I think, I think it makes more sense for him to move in the winter. Everyone 
uh, and Byron is pretty much saying the same thing that this makes more sense for him to for them to wait till till the winter to move him because the stated goal is if he does if this goes through and Che moves to Byron, he's gonna be playing with their Byron two team, which is a drop. It, it's a drop from MLS. You know he, he's gonna he's gonna get more experience at a higher level. Stick, staying in Dallas till the end of the season than he is being with Bayern where he's going to basically be in the in the uh, fourth division. You know, so my guess is maybe maybe if it if it does happen, it'll be a buy, uh, buy and loan him back to you to the end of year type of deal. Mm-hmm. And, and also, of course, with, with Hedges and and uh, Jose not yet 100%, and we're not certain if they will be ever. You know, why would you let Che go? You you need him. And missing Nelson, you, too. Nelson is shut down yeah. for the season, it sounds like. Um, well, it's lingering thing, and, and, and I was wondering why Munjomo had been getting playing time at, at left back with North Texas, and, I mean, that explains it all right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because who's behind Nelson? Who's behind Nelson? Uh, I mean, sorry, who's behind Hong said? If Hong set goes down, who starts at left? At left back. Mm-hmm. Your best left back is going to be what Waldeck or Kasu, the you know the North Texas guys, or you get someone like Shun <laughs> to play there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. It's tough. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting a little thin back there with the injuries. Uh, no idea when is uh, coming back. Maybe in a a, a week or two. So. Um... Yeah, you know, I think uh, our buddy uh, uh, Hochir is saying, you know, we aren't making the playoffs in all likelihood, so why not sell Che and they start to develop someone else? I say that's nonsense. I mean, if that's the calculation, sure, sell him. Only a point out of the playoffs, and if they can survive on the road, I've said it before, if they can stay within six points going into the final stretch of the season when they end on a huge home run, mind you. So, no, Dallas is not out of the playoffs. They're it's they're middle of the pack. They're jacking for position. It, it, it may even come down to the past couple of weeks, but they'll be one of the teams that has a shot to sneak into the playoffs. And if they keep getting a draw, if they go to RSL and get a draw, and if they keep, let's face it, was it four match on Bean Street on the road, which is ridiculous. Considering how bad every, I'm telling you, I hear it from all the fan, all the FCD fans are so negative. We're horrible. We're horrible. Lucci's horrible. Then how are they getting these results on the road? I don't care how horrible you think Houston is, Austin is. Dallas is not as horrible as those guys. Hmm. And they did to Austin. They should have done to Houston. So they clearly from Houston, and they've been doing this while well, 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 Hedges has been. Not 100%. He's missed games. Paxton's missed games. Jose's missed games. It, it, the 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 number of player of players that have missed matches this season is up there. Jesus has missed games. Now, I'm telling you, this team is not as bad as as I think FC Dallas fans are just so used to being negative that they're just ready to throw in the towel. One point out of the playoff spot. Yeah, getting points on the road instead of home 
and I think that'll change once they get back home. So I am happy to see them getting points on the road. And and yeah, I think other than 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 the top two three teams in the league, I think they can beat any of the rest of the teams or at least draw them. I like your confidence, uh, Ben. What's I, I want to hear from you on this on Che? If it's, if the, if the timing's right, would would you keep him if 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 uh, you were in the decision making shoes in this situation, or would you sell? Jack up the price. He's only seventeen years old. What are you kidding me? Two million. He's already he's already got you know seven first division starts under his belt, and he'd have more if he hadn't gotten hurt. So. No, get bent, Bayern. You know, do you really want him now? Cough up. I want to say that Bayern apparently is started talking because other teams have taken notice of Che, and and apparently up to three or four other teams have inquired about his services. So it may just be that Bayern's basically saying, "Whoa, we need to head this off before any of these teams get serious." Two of those teams are supposedly uh, uh, English Premier League teams who can afford to basically just buy anyone they want and, and loan them out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, the fact that Che is getting att- drawing attention from other teams, that's I think this is what Bayern's getting the whole, we need to get him now or come winter they might get into a bidding war for, for a player they don't want to be get into bidding war for. The only thing they got going for them is that Justin Shea wants to go to them. Well, uh, let's uh, – and what player wouldn't want to go and work in that, that great football setup there? Well, let's let's shift. Well, we're not going to do really uh, predictions like score lines for the upcoming match at Real Salt Lake because really at this point – uh, the team needs any any points it can get. So a draw would be great. A win would be fantastic. Of course, a loss is, is realistic. It's tough. Uh, Real Salt Lake is a tough place to play, but uh, it's not impossible. So they're also going through a coaching change. So who knows? Who knows who their coach will be? Uh, Mastroeni or uh, it could be someone else by this time. And who knows what that'll mean for the state of that team. But Real Salt Lake is in playoff position and and are going to be a competitive uh, competitive match. So what are the unexpected storylines you think we could be talking about in a couple weeks? Keep in mind all the unexpected storylines. I mean, the biggest of this season is, is our best center back has been Tafari. I mean, like, no one could have predicted that. Um, you know, he, he's been he's been resilient. He's grown a lot. Uh, Cervania has been, was the unpredicted storyline from... This last week of action um, for SC Dallas, you know, maybe Pepe was un- unexpected, but um, uh, I-, I think we we knew this was coming one way or another. The kid has been too good. Uh, are there others? Are, are, are there, is there anything else you think we're gonna look back in a week or two that we're gonna say, "Hey, didn't expect that." Um, so I I, 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 I stewed it with the guys. Hopefully, they're coming up with something. Um, what do you guys think? What is, I, I think it's Cervania. I think he is going to start again and I think he's going to continue. Uh, and I think Lucci's going to have to think hard about how to get, uh, Quinone and, and Acosta back on the field when, when, when they're back and when they're ready. 
uh, because I think Servinia is gonna is gonna be the surprise second half season surge that Dallas also needs. What do you guys think? How, how about a crazy punt? How about Benny Rezich scores a goal mm. um, during the international break? All right, makes ma- makes his first team de- debut, scores his first goal. There you go. Mm. I think what I'm expecting, which Ben will be happy to hear, I've already said that I think the thing is going to be the return of the three three man back line, but because I expect Dallas to play more defensively, I have a feeling that we'll see that lineup they ran before where they had no wings and O'Brien starts up top as a sort of, you know, we're going to bunker and counter over the top and use O'Brien's speed to try to catch them napping. And, and, and I think the pairing up top will be Jesus and O'Brien for that speed. No Frank O'Hara. Oh man. Not if you not if you're not if you're looking to not if you're looking to bunker and counter, you need speed, and I think that's what's I, that's what I'm envisioning is your two guys up top will be, uh, Jesus and Obrian, and you know you know Ben's loving hearing this, Ben's like yes I will, Ben's like I'll second that. Here here's an interesting thing to note, um, you know, uh, two of Obrian's goals have come off of. Long Philippe Megillaro goal kicks this year. Interesting. Um, and Interesting. you know he does he does have a, a, a powerful leg, and um, I think is a better distributor than than Jimmy. Um, no, no offense to Jimmy. I mean, he just he doesn't have quite the same kind of kind of power and uh, gift for delivering a seventy yard ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> few people I'm, do i'm glad i'm glad ben brings that up because that that's just why i'm gonna suggest that jose will get a start because jose is capable of making that same pass that long accurate pass and i think that's what you're gonna see uh, i think jose jose starts matt starts and and, and and tafari starts i wouldn't be surprised if chase starts over Matt or Jose, but I think I think if you're gonna do a counter and bunker type deal on the road, you're gonna want that guy that can hit that long, that long pass with accuracy, and I think Jose can do that. That's and the Felipe story is another one we didn't really touch upon, but yeah, I mean with Jimmy, I don't know. He, they said he picked up a knock in practice, so hopefully he's not out long. Um, but nice to see Felipe get minutes too. An interesting story there could be an unexpected one. Yeah, I mean, if the five three two, if 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 the team can win, um, out of that, then I'm all for it, and, and I like that. I mean, if you go with the Hara, if you go with Hara and Obreon up top, it's sort of like having the tortoise and the hare like come to life, the ancient fable, right? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they do not pair well together, you know. Like every 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 time they play together um, at the outset of the game, one or the other of them is always offsides. Yeah, always. I was gonna say offsides, offsides, offsides. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I, 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 like, I don't I don't know how how Hara can manage it with Obreon out there, but he sure as hell does. 
I think it does give, I mean, that setup does give Luchi the thing to say, hey, we're going to go kind of defense first here away. So Hara, we want you to come on late and kind of push if we need to make up ground or get a goal, you know. But I want, you know, I, I can't bench Jesus. He just had a brace. I can't bench Obreon. He just scored a goal. Like, you know, we're going to have these guys come out and, and we'll bring you in later, you know. So I, I think he can make that case. Um, so we'll see. And it, it will, of course, depend on, you know, their sort of the health of that back line and who's available and whatnot. Please, 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 please. <laughs> yeah. It could be fun. I mean, we know the problem with the five-three-two when we've seen is that the team has kind of struggled to put away chances, to make chances sometimes. So that'll be the big question mark. If they can have some success, then let's do it. You know, let's do it. And maybe, maybe it's the chance. I don't know. Well, it was a good show, good conversation tonight. Thank you, uh, Hoach, uh, for for hanging with us tonight, asking some good questions and and directing the conversation um and his last comments said megalara looked super nervous playing out the back though a lot a lot of pressure at one point and they scored on us well he's young and i I think he hasn't had a ton of ton of minutes so we'll see what happens but hey this was fun uh oh yeah i missed this one uh that hey follows fails uh the silver lining is that we could win a supporters trophy in copa tejas this season that's true that's true. I mean, we'll take it. Hey, I also want to do a quick shout out to North Texas SC, who are now not eight, eight match unbeaten run. They went to Union Omaha, a very tough place to get results at, and got a draw. And, and honestly, the the the, the refs were just hosing them left and right. I mean, it, it, yeah, one of the penalties is just as obvious it, as you can get. I I don't know. In all honesty, though, I, I will say not. I, I don't think it's biased or anything because the refing in USL League One has been atrocious across the board. It's just kind of sucked that that I mean that it looks like they could have gotten three out of there had certain calls gone their way. But still, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Currently tied for third place, and they got uh, five of their last ten at home, and three of their road matches they got remaining are against the three teams at the bottom of the table. So I don't think this run's going to end anytime soon. I'm not saying they're all going to be wins, but if as long as they keep getting a point here and there and, and a win here and there, um, I think I think a three spot in in the playoffs is within reach and. A two spots possible if, if either Union or or uh, Chattanooga stumble. All right. Well, good. Thanks for that update. Well, let's leave it there. Remember, of course, to check out BigDSoccer.com for some reflections and writing and and news and coverage of the game of, of the past week and of the upcoming Real Salt Lake game. And, of course, probably a little bit of United States Men's National Team World Cup um talk this week as well a lot to look forward to a lot to follow uh and of course subscribe to our podcast if you can't catch us live we'll be back next monday night um have a good one y'all yep good night good night